Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. He's the editor-in-chief of the most popular Chiefs website on the internet and the president of the MBS fan club. I think he's in line to become the number one receiver from having the pick. I'll pick MBS. Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride joins the drive. You know what? I'll make a I'll make a deal with you. What's that? I'll make a deal. If you agree to sing a Christmas song between now and the end of the show, I will tell Rob to remove your MVS prediction from your open. <laughs> we'll we'll play the music. Okay. You have to sing one. You tell me during the commercial break. We'll play the instrumental of the song. And if you sing one Christmas song on today's show. We will fix your open. Because yeah. I can tell every time that you and I, before we get on, you're like, oh, I can't believe I said that about MVS. Don't worry. We all get things wrong. I thought that Richie James was being disrespected coming into the season. Last year, I liked Ronald Jones. We all get things wrong. That's, I, that's the space that we live in. You came on this show and you said MVS was going to well, be a number one wide receiver. That was I believe that was before. No, that was about three weeks ago. You said no, that. no, that was before the beginning of twenty twenty two. You said that in week four. He was not this bad last year. I mean, no, he, he, was, was not. He, he was never. He's never been great, but he was not this bad. And he just looks completely out of sorts with Mahomes. Uh, and so, uh, all right, let me put my let me put my my mind to it, and I will I will figure out which song. <laughs> I'll sing for you guys. Okay, I want you to really think it. about it. What time are you thinking for this? 345? 345. 345. Right. Okay. We will play the instrumental minutes. of a song. All right. And we want to hear you sing. And then next week when you come in studio, it's done. It's over. Okay. I As a stipulation, and I, I'll, I don't need to pick it, but in good faith, um, you know, Rob can pick a different clip of me, but that cannot be like another embarrassing clip. It's got to be like a decent. No, that's take no. That what, what you're says. saying is perfectly fine. Okay. Uh, Pete Sweeney right. of Arrowhead Pride is here. I'll give you a proper introduction later okay. on. I don't want to. I can't Perfect. go back now. I got to give you because then if we go back, I got to play the same clip again. I don't want to do that mm -hmm. again. I got it. I will throw the ball up to you and I'll let you dunk it home. What's your reaction to what happened on Sunday? I, I said on the show that I think the Chiefs have had. I think the Chiefs have had very few bad days since Patrick Mahomes has been the starting quarterback of the team. The day that Patrick Mahomes dislocated his leg against the Denver Broncos was a bad day. The loss to the Tennessee Titans a couple of years ago when they were never in the game. You know, they've had maybe four or five. I think Sunday was a bad day. 
Another day in which they didn't score 21 points, another penalty-filled game, another critical mistake. Patrick Mahomes had to be restrained on the sideline from going after the official, the press conference that he and Andy Reid both did. Sunday was not good at Arrowhead for the Kansas City Chiefs. What I am excited to see is every time that they have had a setback over the last five years, they've usually responded really well in those scenarios. We got a month to go between now and the rest of the regular season. Can they get hot? Can they start playing with some momentum? Can they start to clean up some of the issues that they have heading into the postseason? Yeah, Patrick Mahomes has, has been the the starting quarterback from uh, 2018 on, right? We're in 2023 now, so that that's six seasons. And sure, he's, he's had bad days, uh, you know, games in which he didn't play great you know the Bengals AFC title the first one comes to mind bad days on the field I it's rare for him to have a bad day off the field and so that kind of stood out to me I I think when I was there on Sunday evening after the game I think when I was in the midst of the press conference I, I was caught up in the emotion of the game and I think when I was sitting there listening to him I was like wow this is as impassioned as he's been about something that I can remember and really going out on a limb and going in on a problem that he had. And I, I kind of liked it at the time. And then, you know, as it happens and as you go through it, I got home and I'm like, I don't know about that. And then you kind of sleep on it and you're like, well, he was kind of going a little bit too far. And I think he felt that way. I think he felt that way where it, it felt like the officials made a questionable decision, maybe not so much the offsides, but more so, the execution of calling the penalty. He felt like it cost the team the game. He wanted to defend his team in the moment. Yet he was passionate about that. And then I, I think there was, and you know, I, I think we're okay to say this, like a little bit of deserved criticism that maybe he was complaining a little bit too much. I think he admitted that at the podium today. But I, I took away from Chris Jones, like as much as maybe he went a little too far and as much as he got a little bit sassy with Josh Allen and then at the podium – Chris Jones said, we love that fire. And he, he said the words like it's contagious and we get how much this matters to him. And so this game on Sunday should be the rock bottom moment. If the chiefs are going to do anything this year, if you lose to any of the next four quarterbacks, I mean, you don't really deserve to go on a super bowl run. So if this is the rock bottom and that was the result, then I I think there is a silver lining. There's a solace to it. and, And let's see how the chiefs rebound and respond. I think you could argue that Sunday was maybe the most real Patrick Mahomes has been since he's become Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. You talk to him as often as I talk to him. Yeah. Everything is sort of curated, you know? Hey, I'm a billion-dollar brand. There are a lot of people that depend on me, whether it's my family, my management team, sponsors. There are a lot of people that make money off of Patrick Mahomes. He knows that. He's very, very aware of every answer is thought out. Like, he has gone through extensive media training. I think that was him on Sunday. And I'm not saying that is a bad thing. I think we could have seen that Patrick Mahomes is a sore loser. But most of the people that we would deem to be sore losers are hyper-competitive people. We all know the friend that would throw the controller down when you would beat them in a game or the friend that would knock over the Monopoly board when they lost. That person was a sore loser. But you always want that person in your corner when you were playing a game because you know that person's going to take it serious and is willing to do everything to help you win in that situation. I think that might be the most raw and authentic version of Patrick Mahomes that we've gotten in a long time. 
Yeah, yeah. I, you got some of that in the Netflix doc, the quarterback, but even that was a little bit controlled by you know, Chiefs communications and, and Mahomes himself. They were picking and choosing what they were going to include. There were some moments that I think shine some light on, on how he can actually be on the football field. But again, he was allowing those to get through. There was a filter there. This was a very unfiltered, ticked off Patrick Mahomes. And, 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 what stood out to me in the post-game press conference was even less about the game that had just happened. It was almost like he snapped uh, in the sense of referencing, we just <laughs> joked about MVS, but like referencing the lack of a call on MVS in the previous week and how that impacted the game. Like he was saying, you know, I was nice last week, but I'm not going to be so nice right now. And you know what? I, I think it's even more than this particular situation and the officials. You know, I think it's been a... It's been a younger team weapon-wise where guys have had to come into their own. They're developing their number one receiver. It was supposed to be Kadarius, but they're developing their number one receiver in Rasheed Rice on the fly. They haven't been as reliable this year as far as the pass-catching for them. Um, you know, at times the offensive line has been a little bit shaky. I think everything kind of went into it. And, you know, if you can take a step back from this and you realize just how ticked off, how disappointed not only the quarterback is, but – the head coach, the franchise, everybody really in town. You think about it, and you you know you have an eight and five record, and you're third place in the conference. Like the, these are the good old days when like even that is extreme frustration for everybody involved. And I think what's good about it is you know you look ahead, and there are very very winnable games ahead, and you're third place in the conference. I don't think they're they're getting the bye, but two to me is very possible. Like you you asked me what I had to predict, and I would say right now I think they can get to two because I think they're going to win these next four games. So if you're second in, in the conference and you're heading into the playoffs and you're ticked off about how kind of mediocre by your standards the year went, what a team to bet on or get behind in the postseason and kind of see what we're do because it is like this sense of everybody is against us. You know, Now it's like you're seeing the cartoons out there of Patrick Mahomes crying and whatnot and I – I think it's going to add a level of anger, and I think it's going to add a level of that that you against us, everybody against us heading into the postseason, which is it's hard to or- or orchestrate, and I think it's actually real right now against Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes. Are you picking the Chiefs in the next four weeks because of them or because of the opponents? Mainly the opponents, if I'm being honest with you. I, I also feel... Eh. And I've been criticized for this a lot this year. I also feel like they're closer than a lot of people give them credit for when it comes to the offensive side. But, um, but yeah, I mean, me just saying I, I think they're very winnable games has much more to do with the opponent and the opposing quarterback than it does with anything I've seen from the team in, in recent weeks, for sure. I don't disagree with regarding the Chiefs and them being close. Yeah. Like, you change a couple of plays in these last couple of games. You call the pass interference for MBS. Right. You, Kadarius Tony steps back one foot. They win that football game. I don't disagree with you at all. But I also think this is the most like the group that the Chiefs have been since you and I have been covering this team. Yeah. Usually, it's pretty noticeable. Like, for the last three years, you and I have said, man, if this team plays its A game, their A game is better than any team in the National Football League. Do we know what the 2023 A game looks like for the Kansas City Chiefs? Do they have the ability to find it and turn it on and play like that over a consistent stretch? 
I don't know if we're going to see their A game for the next month, even with this quality of opponents. They could win these games, but you and I both know two of these next four games are going to be real close going into the fourth quarter, and it's usually going to be because of something they do, because they turn it over, because of a costly penalty, and then they're going to need to save themselves from the fire. So I'm just... I'm picking them to win each of these next four games. I'm not looking at it as the foregone conclusion because I think they are maybe as close to being like the 12th best team in the league as they are as being the best team in the league. And we've, we haven't been able to say that very often about the chiefs. It's strange because I, I think right now the NFC has two juggernauts. Uh, you know, the Eagles are teetering. They were there, but now they're, they're teetering based upon these last few weeks. And, and you're looking at San Francisco, uh, and Dallas, and I, I think in in the AFC, I don't think anyone can really say that. And so I, I include the Chiefs in that. And and what sticks out that that's different for me, and I I think this will be the case regardless of how the next four weeks go. I just don't like. I think this team can be good enough to win the AFC tournament and get to the Super Bowl. I I really do. I think what was different in previous years is. I could see them in a playoff game and, you know, if they got even down a touchdown or let's even say 10 points, I think I'd feel pretty good about the Chiefs finding a way to get back in the game and actually pretty good about them winning that game, especially early on. I just feel like the teams in the playoffs are going to be so similar and so close to each other that you're not going to be able to afford a multiple score deficit like you have in previous years. Like you're not going to be able to afford what you – through the last week where you got 14 down 14 nothing against the Bills and that is even extended by the fact that you may be in a team's building like if if you are the number 2 seed say you're the number 3 seed who knows you know if things would happen and you even get down to number 4 i just think you're going to have to control these games and the chiefs are going to have to have their absolute best day whereas in previous years uh, they just were so good that they could make mistakes and still win or have uh, a deficit like a 14 nothing deficit, even the, what was it, the 21 deficit in 19, and come back and find a way to, to win. I just don't think they're that team this year. But, but again, doesn't mean they can't play well, play to their standards, not make these dumb mistakes, and find a way back into the Super Bowl. Do you know what kind of team they are? What do you mean? Identity-wise? Just like what you mentioned. You said... A couple of years ago, maybe even last year, they could get down 14 yeah. to nothing, but you know, hey, this Chiefs team's going to score 30 points. Right, right. They're not going to score 30 points in the first nine minutes, but over the course of 60 minutes, they're going to score. The fact that we are, in my opinion, we are this far into the season, and I ask you, hey, what kind of team are the Chiefs? Like, let's say the Chiefs make that run. How do they make that run? Are they making that run because their offense figures things out and they score 30 points in three straight playoff games? Do they make it because their defense really holds team to 17 and they make that run? Like, if Kansas City can make that run, and I agree with you, Kansas City is still very much in this because I don't really have a whole lot of respect for the rest of the AFC. Yeah. How do they make that run? Yeah, I think it it's complete a complete team. Like, the offense has to be a little bit better and the defense needs to find its early season stride where it wasn't spotting the team the opposing team X amount of points. And I, I don't think it, it, it's as simple as, well, if the offense is plays a little bit better, they're going to be, they're going to be good to go. And, and same thing with the defense. I, I think these games in the playoffs, you're going to have to win again with, with a complete team, the defense challenging the opposing offense, holding them like we've seen, we saw, especially earlier in the year, 
the offense has to tick a little bit better. I mean, I, mean, I know I, the beginning of the game didn't go so well for Kansas City, but I, I saw in that, especially in that first drive, and I know it ended up with a, a bad pick. I was like, okay, you know, you can see where this offense can can run well and where they'll be able to move the ball and, and find ways to score. And then you have that mistake. So it's mistake-free football on the offensive side and that defense continuing to to seek that that early season stride. I, they, they should get Drew Tranquil back uh, in the mix this week. Um, we did just see him at practice. He's back from the concussion protocol. Looks like he's going to work today. I imagine it'll be limited, and then they'll see. Nick Bolton's back in the mix. And so I, I just... I feel like they can do it, but it is going to be a all-hands-on-deck type of thing for me. Right now, we're joined in studio by Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride. So, Rob is out on the Chiefs. Spectre is out on the Chiefs in terms of them being a Super Bowl contending team. I'm still in on the Chiefs for this reason. And Rob and I talked about this yesterday in the 5 o'clock hour. Check out the podcast page. Okay. If you're out on the Chiefs, you have to tell me who in the AFC that you are in on. Let's say you're in on Baltimore. Perfectly fine. They got to play somebody in the AFC championship game, right? Yep. And why are you in on Miami? Miami hasn't beat a good team all season. Miami beat the same Chiefs team that have the exact same problems, offensive problems, the exact same team. Or If you're in on Jacksonville, you got to explain to me why you're in on Jacksonville and not in on Kansas City. So I asked you that question down the stretch. Are you picking the Chiefs because you believe in the Chiefs or because you believe in the opponents? A major reason of why I'm keeping the Chiefs in it, obviously it's Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and Travis Kelsey. And when you have that foundation, you have a chance going into any game. Another reason why I'm still in on this team is other than Baltimore, there's not another team that I really like in the AFC. I feel like all of them. So if you got Kansas City as the second best team, I mean, Buffalo currently is outside the playoffs and they have the 11th best team. There was no real difference to me between Kansas City and Buffalo. We look at one team as a lock, Kansas City being yeah. a lock for the postseason. And I'm not sure if Buffalo is going to make the postseason and Buffalo might be better than Kansas City. I have this theory and I, I've never heard anyone say it, but I, I just I feel this way. I, I think. More times than not, the better team will win. And that includes the NFL playoffs until you get to the final four. Then I kind of feel like the teams are so good by that point. They're playing so well that anything can happen. And the Chiefs have been to the final four now five times in a row. They're fortunate enough to to win those games three out of the five times. And then, you know, we know the two Super Bowls. But I I just think you're right. And and it and and the point I'm making here is like you're naming Baltimore. That's one other team. You almost have to have two other solid teams that you say, well, I could see Kansas city losing to that team because right. You ultimately are two trains that end up meeting in the middle. Let's say you just drop the chiefs into the NFC. I might be with Rob because I, I would see the chiefs and, and look at what the 49ers do offensively looking at how Dallas and they're just on a tear offensively. And, and they look like the Chiefs of yesteryear where you're just like, how is this particular Chiefs team going to match these other teams? I don't feel that way about any team in the AFC. That includes the Chiefs, like I, like I was saying about uh, right now, the 49ers and the Cowboys. Now, with that being said, there are four weeks to go. I mean, how differently did we feel, and Andy Reid has kind of said this, but how differently did we feel about the 49ers when they were losing three games in a row heading into their bye week? A lot could change, so maybe we have this conversation four weeks from now. Uh, we do put the Chiefs back into that juggernaut type of mix, but I'm with you. The AFC is wide open, and if you're looking at it from an outsider fan's perspective, not Kansas City, 
this is the opportunity. Like if you're Lamar Jackson, you got to get this year done because I think the Chiefs will load up in the offseason on the offensive side. And this is your opportunity with the AFC wide open to try to sneak in and, and see if you can beat that NFC team. Text line 913-586-7610. You should be picking Kansas City because of their defense more than anything else. This is what I'll say about the Chiefs defense, because I know I've been a huge proponent of their defense. What I would like to see from their defense a little bit more than just the starting slow, because over the last couple of weeks, their defense has not really played well in the first two or three possessions. And if you give up touchdowns on those, certainly with this offense, and now you're asking the offense to come back from a 17 to three deficit or a 14 to three deficit, you are not winning multiple playoff games that way. In my opinion, I would like to see this defense just get a little bit better at taking the football away. They are 23rd right now in forcing turnovers and takeaways. If this defense is going to carry you to a postseason run, You need this defense to be a lot better at strip sack fumbles or interceptions, tip balls, making plays, because we know that at least so far this season, they have shown that they are going to give the football away. And I've been preaching turnover differential, but this defense also for as good as their defense are in limiting you in scoring points, they're also not really a defense is going to take possessions away from you. And that's probably what this offense really needs. This defense isn't really one that, they don't create the big sack fumble that puts the ball on the offense for the 30-yard line for the offense, and now the offense just has to put two first downs together to be in the red zone. Most of these offensive drives are, you're asking this offense to go 70, 75 yards or so. I just don't know if this offense is consistent enough to do that against three straight playoff teams. Yeah, and I I think you look at this weekend's game and and – like sometimes we regard games as trap games. I mean, this can't be a trap game because the Chiefs need it desperately, right? Like they've lost uh, four out of six, uh, two in a row. And I I look at the Patriots team. I I know that they're terrible this year, but New England is a tough place to play. DVOA-wise, they have a top 10 defense. Uh, They are rallying around Bailey Zappi, the backup, after he had a a nice performance. And I – I just look at it as a get-right game for everybody. And I think you've seen a Patriots team that is susceptible to turning the football over. And I think you've seen a Patriots team that's susceptible to getting dominated defensively. And sometimes, you know what, in the course of the NFL season, you could admit it, it's okay. You need a get-right game. So I think it's a get-right game for the defense starting out fast. I think it's a challenging defense for the Chiefs offense to have to face. But if – if we are right about some of these flashes, some of these signs that, okay, maybe the Chiefs offense isn't going to be as great as it was in previous years, but there's a way where we can see, okay, they can score and they could score touchdowns. And ultimately, right, what are we trying to do? You're trying to score more than the other team. I think this game in particular will tell us a lot because you think about New England, you think about the defense, and you think about it just being a tough environment, tough place to play. All that considered, you're still the better team. Now go out and not only win, but win convincingly because you desperately need it. The Patriots are in this lottery pick. They're going to get rid of their legendary head coach. Go get a game that you desperately need and prove to everybody that you are still a legitimate contender. I don't know if you heard this or not, but we asked Peter King a couple of weeks ago if he could look into his crystal ball, where's Bill Belichick in the next six months. Here was the answer he gave us. My guess is that he would be either in Washington or with the Chargers. It's just a guess, though. I don't know. I don't think anybody knows. I think the big problem right now with Bill is that everybody is every. You would think, oh my God, this guy's going to be the winningest coach of all time. We'd love to have him coach our team. Well, 
you know, 72 opening day next year. Uh, his personnel acumen has taken a gigantic hit. And he's, I think if he loses this week, he's 10 games under 500 since Brady walked off campus. That wasn't very long ago. That was four, that was less than four years ago. So, you know, I mean, what are you buying now with, with Bill Belichick? If I were him, I'd want to go to a place where I knew they could play offense. I'll build the defense, but I want to go to a place. If I could go to a place with Justin Herbert as my quarterback, man, I'd be euphoric. And look, he'll exit this season maybe 17 wins you know, from passing Don Shula. So that's probably two decent years, two. Um, and I think he can do it, but it's going to take somebody – because Bill's going to probably want the franchise. He's probably going to want to be able to have this control. What do you think the legacy for Bill Belichick is going to be? Because I think it's a very complex one. I made the point in the open that for the most part with legends, time sort of freezes for them. Like you're a big New York Knicks guy. Mm -hmm. We never talk about Patrick Ewing past playing for the Knicks. You know, (laughs) we don't talk about his time in Seattle or his time with Orlando. It just ended. You know what I mean? Like he's a New York Knick. That's how we think of him. I think Belichick is going to be one of the rare exceptions that we remember this time without Tom Brady, because for a decade, we would argue, Hey, who's more important to what they're doing? Is it Tom or bill? We saw Tom go on and have success. Like Tom went on and won a super bowl and bill has really struggled without Tom Brady. I'm really intrigued by, I think Belichick's going to get this record and he's going to go down as the all time winningest coach. It just feels like there's going to be certain caveats and conversations that we have about Bill Belichick that we usually don't have for, for people that accomplish everything that he has in the sport. Yeah, it, it, it's tough because I, I think when you talk about the career uh, of Tom Brady, you know, for so many years when he was still in new England, it just is associated with Bill Belichick. And then with Bill, same thing. You know, for so many years, uh, it was associated with with Tom Brady, and and you look at his success with other franchises pre Tom. Like everyone brings up the Cleveland Browns experience. I mean, there's a case to be made that Tom kind of led Bill to all this success, even though he is a a defensive mind. And so, what kills Bill is that Tom lifted a trophy without him, like to. The idea that Tom Brady has seven Super Bowl titles and more more titles than any team, that's an insane thing to say about a, a given player in any kind of professional league. And I think the fact that they separated and he was able to do that, and meanwhile, Bill kind of floundered, it, it is going to be a period that people will remember, and I think a lot of people will quickly say, especially people who don't like the New England Patriots and Kansas City, New York, whatever you want to say and otherwise, I think people will say, well, the only reason he has all those rings and all those wins is because he had Tom Brady. Now, I think if you're being fair and you know you really break down the situation, Tom Brady could pick, his, handpick his next team, and he picked a good one. The defense was good. He had weapons in Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. He he brought Gronk from New England. I mean, he was able to pick his next team and set up a scenario where he he knew he could win. You can't just do that if you stick with the team and then you get into the quarterback business. And I know they ended up going with Mac Jones in the middle of the first round, but that's a tough um, 
that's a tough hand that that's dealt. I mean, we look at in Kansas City how long it took Kansas City to find a their their true franchise quarterback. It took you know three or four decades, and so you know for, to expect Bill to do that instantly is a little unfair. This going to another team would change the game in my, my my mind. So you know, fans of football would realize, well, Tom got to pick his scenario. Let's see Bill go pick his quarterback, and let's see what he can do with that. And so I almost think now. He's to the point where if he wants to save his legacy, he needs to go to another organization with a quarterback and then go do it again and lift a title um, with another team, lift the Lombardi with another team uh, to kind of save that legacy. Because right now, unfortunately, I don't think this is fair because Bill put in hours and hours and and years and years of work, but it it does seem like this was much more of a a Tom Brady thing than, than a Bill thing. We got Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride in studio coming up in about 15 minutes. Pete has agreed to sing a Christmas song. He is tired of hearing his belief in MVS as their number one wide receiver. He wants Rob to make a new open for him. I told him that we would do that, but he has to sing a Christmas song in order to have Rob make a new open for him. Coming up on the other side, let's talk a little general NFL. We are going to play in or out regarding the postseason. We got one month left in the NFL regular season. I want to see what teams you're believing in. We got Pete Sweeney here. Keep it right here, so Drive. This is The Drive with Carrington Harrison, brought to you by the Deepasquale Moore Law Firm. Remember, Mike's got this. If you missed any of the show, catch up on the Odyssey app or at 610sports.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Jay Edwards, 610 Sports Radio. Get off my bumper traffic. Hey, Chiefs fans, it's Patrick Mahomes. Catch me every Monday with CDOT during the season on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio.
Our appearances with Pete Sweeney are presented by Mark Ferguson, the attorney that's been helping KC sports fans with all their legal needs since 1996. Integrity results. That's our guy, Mark Ferguson. Shout out to Mark Ferguson, man. Are you getting him a Christmas gift? We should get Mark Ferguson a Christmas gift. If he's looking out for all of our legal needs, we got to get him something for that. A poinsettia or something. Yeah, maybe like a bottle of wine or something. A card. A card. Yeah, I'll get Mark Ferguson. We got to get him. I have a belief that let's say that you don't know what to get somebody, right? Yeah. I think you can always go. You can always come out ahead. A bottle of wine, a Bluetooth speaker. Mm. Everybody needs additional phone chargers. Like right now, if I gave you five iPhone chargers, you're thrilled about yeah. that gift. You and could definitely in your bag. You just got one. You never know. Don't uh, don't forget that first part. Little Vino for the Sweeno. Hundred <laughs> percent. We got to get Mark Ferguson to come up here and give us his NFL picks. I would love to meet Mark Ferguson. Invite him up, and and he could do my my own read. He could he could say, you know. Pete is we need to get Mark Ferguson me. to do the Mark Ferguson read. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Ooh, that's a you know what? That's high level radio thinking right there. Yeah. All right, this is what we want to do before you sing your Christmas song. Uh, I have told Rob to go through the teams that are on the bubble, mm. and I want you to play in and out. Are these teams gonna make the postseason? Are you in? <laughs> are you out? All right. We got a month left in the NFL regular season. The buys are done. We got three Saturday football games. We are at that point in the NFL season. Who knows what day that these games are on? I want to know if you're in or out. Take it away, Rob. Let's start in the NFC with who's in and who's out. I'm always there when it's time by going through all the scenarios. Pete, who's winning the NFC South? The NFC South. That's a, uh, a good question. <sighs> Certainly not us, the viewer. I know that it, this is going to be an insane statement to make, but I think I trust Baker Mayfield the most. I mean, I know that's crazy, but I just think we've seen him, you know, in Kansas City make the playoffs before. Whereas, uh, you know, I I don't know what's going on at quarterback in New Orleans with. Jameis and Derek Carr and his injuries and Atlanta. It's hard for me to get behind Arthur Smith. So cautiously, give me Tampa Bay. I'm going to pick the New Orleans Saints. Well, I don't feel great about the New Orleans Saints, but I'm going to pick the New Orleans Saints. A major reason of why I'm going to pick them is have you seen their games down the stretch? They got the Giants. They got the Rams. Those are 50-50 games. They could go either way. And then they play their final two games or against the other two contenders in the NFC South. They have a road game against the Buccaneers, and they have a home game against the Falcons in that final game of the season. I am going to predict that that final game against the Falcons, the winner of that game is going to win the division. Well, the the Bucs have the Packers, the Jaguars, the Saints, and the Panthers. Mm, that sounds like a two and two maybe a one and three down the street well, can, can't you get three and one out of that i mean you think this you think this buccaneers team has a three and one tommy in tommy cutlets just beat the packers right so maybe the jags is a loss and you get the saints and the panthers you're gonna have to win the division game um you know to get it so we'll see I don't know if this Buccaneers team has a has a three out of four stretch. I mean, they haven't done that since the first week of the season. And since then, it's just been a lot of bad for them. But they have won their last two games. Maybe they get hot down the stretch. They win five of their last six, and they go into the postseason and then lose in the first round to the loser of the NFC East. 
Baker's good at just managing the game. I mean, I, I just don't think he's ever going to lose a game for you, at least anymore. I mean, I mean, I know there was a stretch where he was just throwing the football down the field, and it wasn't so great. But I don't know. I just I, I'll take the I'll take the Bucks. There's no good answer on that one. I won't waste everyone's time on the NFC. Let's just give me two of the following four, Pete, for who's in and who's out. Vikings, Packers, Rams, Seahawks, two of those four have to make the playoffs. Who's in and who's out out of that quad? I was really high on the Green Bay Packers, and they lost last week. I don't know who to believe in anymore. <laughs> I'm still I'm still with the Packers. And, you know, I think in covering it, in covering the, the game, we sometimes get these random losses from the Chiefs, and everyone is, is befuddled. But I think reality is everyone has duds, and it's the NFL. You play 17 games. They're paid to, yada, yada. Uh, and so I'm going to say that was maybe a fluke. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Packers and the Rams. I think the Rams have kind of come back to us a little bit, and uh, and I know they lost to the Ravens, but it was an overtime, right? And so the Ravens uh, are the best team in the AFC. They were right there. I think they can gain some energy from that, even even in the loss. So I'm going to go Rams and Packers, CDOT. I hate to sound like an echo, but I think those are the two best teams out of the four. I, I, I'm not a fan of Seattle, and I, you just you just can't convince me. You can't convince me that two teams from the NFC South are making the postseason. I think Minnesota is probably going to make it as one of those teams. And now we're talking about the four teams that Rob mentioned fighting over one spot. You know what I really want to have happen? I want a team with a losing record to be a wild card team. That's what I really want. That is always funny to me. I, I not to. Bring- I'm not talking about winning the division. I want. I want the seven seed in the NFC to be a team that has a losing record because all of us told the NFL that you were watering down your product by adding that extra playoff team. Yeah. But, oh, we'll watch it. We got to get the money. No, I want that first game. I want us to have two games with two teams that have a winning record well, in the postseason. I was saying this earlier today, talking to somebody like the AFC 2-7 game is going to be spicy. The NFC one, probably not, not so good. Um, I have a complaint of, about the NFL playoffs procedure. I think that a division win should get you automatically in the postseason. So, like these under 500 teams, if they won the division, they won the division. But it should not give you the fourth seed automatically, where you have a team that's two or three games better having to travel. Let let it be an automatic bid, but then just seed them as their record goes. That's that's my take. The real spice boys in the AFC as excluding the Browns for a second. We have count them one, two, three, four, five, six NFL teams in the AFC that have the exact same record. Bills, Bengals, Broncos, Texans, Colts, and Steelers pick one from that grouping. Pete Sweeney that is making the AFC playoffs. Man, I, I like the I like these Browning Bengals. I, mean, I I I know I hate to say it, but I I thought they were dead to rights, and it, it seems like Browning to me is actually a capable starter in the NFL, which I never had in my uh, proverbial bingo card um, going into the season. And so I like the Bengals to figure out a way to do this. Uh, I know that might include a win against Kansas City. I think that's the toughest game left on Kansas City's schedule uh, right now is is the Bengals because I think Brown. I Browning is much better than the rest. and so I don't think it's even close between I think the Bengals and those other three teams. They're rallying around him. I, I'll take Cincinnati. Uh, I'm not happy about it, but I just kind of feel like that's the way it's going to go. 
I think Cleveland's going to make the postseason. I think Cincinnati is going to make the postseason. I'm going to take Buffalo. Mm. I just think the Buffalo team is far too talented to be outright missing the playoffs. I just, maybe I'm wrong here. I know they got an uphill battle to climb. I mean, they, they're they not going to have the tiebreaker. Like, this well, Buffalo team, like, they are now starting the playoffs. They got to get in on wins, yeah. Absolutely. They just went on the road and they beat Kansas City. They got Dallas at home. That Chargers game doesn't look nearly as difficult. That Patriots game doesn't look nearly as difficult. Who knows how important that game is for Miami at the end of the season. I know I've gone back and forth on the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo is one of the three best teams in the AFC. I think it goes Baltimore, Kansas City, and Buffalo. I like Buffalo more than I like Miami right now. I like them more than I like Jacksonville, too. That's why I I think it's more upsetting that the chiefs blew this game against Buffalo because you had a chance to bury them because of the tiebreakers of what you're saying. If the chiefs had beaten Buffalo, they were done. And now to your point, and I I don't disagree with it. I think that they have a little bit of a run here. If they sneak in, they could be coming back to Arrowhead that first week. And now you're suddenly playing a potential contender. If you're the two seed or, you know, maybe it ends up three, six, whatever it is. It may be chiefs bills again, which like, I don't particularly like. I mean, I would rather the Chiefs play somebody that, you know, they are so far ahead of, both from, like, a this year and a franchise standpoint. And I think going into the season, the the Bills were one of those teams. They faltered, obviously, and then they would be really gaining steam, as you may. And, you know, I, it's a scary it's a scary scenario. You, know, you had a chance pretty much to end their season that, that went the other way the other night. All right, so you have asked for us to give you a brand new open. You're tired of you, hearing about your You love offered of this, and I, I, I begrudgingly accept. So yes. we are going to give you the opportunity to <clears throat> sing your way out of it. <clears throat> We're going to play the instrumental of a Christmas song. Okay. We're going to allow you the opportunity to sing said Christmas song, and next week we will have a brand new Pete Sweeney open for you, minus your love of MVS. Coming up on the other side, I want you to tell us the Christmas song that you were going to sing, okay. and then we'll give you the opportunity to get a brand new open. We got Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride joining us in the studio. Keep it right here, Mr. Drive. The Drive with Carrington Harrison, brought to you by the Deep Esquale Moore Law Firm. Remember, Mike's got this. Tune in every day right at 2 o'clock for your chance to win a free pizza. Free is my favorite kind of pizza. Listen and win right here on 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. 
You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Kansas City, it's Willie Gay Jr. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. We're going to get back to very serious sports things coming up momentarily, but let me tell you that Pete Sweeney's appearances are presented by Mark Ferguson, the attorney that's been helping Kansas City sports fans with all of their legal needs since 1996. Integrity results. That's Mark Ferguson. He might not sponsor this appearance after the next few minutes of the show. This is a dedication to Mark. So Pete is tired of his open (laughs) in which he says that he thinks that MVS is the Chiefs' number one wide receiver. Ronald Jones mobile, the Ronald Jones train. I don't know why he's afraid of that opinion. He had that opinion two months ago, two years ago regarding the Kansas city chiefs, but he says, I don't want to hear it anymore. It makes me cringe whenever I hear it. I want a new open. So I said, all right, I will ask Rob to make you a brand new spanking open. We will have it fresh, ready for the holidays wrapped under the Christmas tree, (laughs) but you have to sing. For the audience. Sure. So I told you, I'm not going to pick your song. I told you to tell Rob we're going to play the instrumental, and if you sing a Christmas song, All right. you will never hear that open ever again. I am feeling especially jolly today. What Christmas song have you picked for us? Uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. Okay. All right. Let's hear it. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. Do it for MVS. He's making a list and checking it twice. He's going to find out who's naughty and nice. Santa Claus is coming to town. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. So be good for goodness sake. Hey, oh, you better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Because Santa Claus is coming to town. Oh, Pete Sweeney. Pete. Yeah. Pete. Pete Sinatra. You didn't think I had pipes. Pete Davis Jr. Who knew? What a time. Yeah. Pete. Yeah, that's why I warmed two up. Two thumbs up. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Pete. You were great, man. Yeah, thanks. I didn't know that you were going with the pumpkin pie version of that song and not the sweet potato pie version of that song. When I heard Santa Claus is coming to town, I thought you were doing the sweet potato version. I didn't know we were getting the Dean Martin version. Pete Martin. I didn't know that. Yeah, no, uh, that was, I think it was the Frank version. And uh, look, I, you know, I heard it a lot as a kid. I kind of obviously forgot when to, to say the words a little bit longer, but uh, I'm glad that it's over with now. And uh, we can, we can bury that, that Marquez uh, Valdez Scantling recording. It's done. I will never mention it again. I'm serious. You did. We we put it out there. You did it. You've done your part. I'm going to do my part regarding MVS, and you will not hear it ever again. Salute to you. I'm happy for you. We're changing your promo next week. I promise you. It's let, done. Let it be known that that take was before the 2022 season. <laughs> I, 
And I don't and he, know if we can verify that or not. Look, I was, he had, I've been here. Rob's been he here. He had a good AFC title game. I never said my, if you, if you go back to pre preseason this year, I was all on sky Moore, which is a, a repeat <laughs> performance of not picking the right receiver. You might be worse than Brett Feach. 2024 though, baby third time's a charm. I'm going to be all in free agents, free agent X receiver or the draft pick. I I'm not, I'm not getting fooled again. By any of these no, returners. you're definitely getting fooled. No, I'm not again. getting fooled you're again getting by any of these returners. Again. No way. You're gonna be high on Justin Ross <laughs> no, next don't year. Say that. <laughs> I have never been Ross. a J Ross man. You know that. Are you with me on this? If Eric B. Enemy was the offensive coordinator, somebody would be made an example of in that wide receiver room. I can't tell you exactly who it would be, but I saw him do it to Le'Veon Bell. I saw him do it to LaShawn McCoy. MVS would be a healthy DMP. This week, Kadarius Tony would be a healthy DMP mm. this week. Mm-hmm. Sky Moore, somebody wouldn't be playing this week, and Richie James would be getting more of their opportunities. Again, I can't tell you who that person would be, but we have too many examples of, I mean, with LaShawn McCoy, he actually wasn't that bad. He was averaging 4.6 yards per carry with the Chiefs and had four or five touchdowns. He had those couple of fumbles, and they were like, nope, we're good here. We're done. And that was it. It was over. I think sometimes as, as people who, you know, watch from the sidelines, if you're a fan, you're like us in the press box when, when, when you're watching this team and, and you see certain signs, <clears throat> excuse me, my singing is getting to me. Uh, you see certain signs of, okay, one receiver is, is clearly, you know, better than another or clearly more explosive. And you just, you wonder why it takes so long for the snap counts to catch up. I think Finally, this last game, you know, you look at them where Rice got 56. That's 20 more than the rest of the room. That is kind of what we've seen throughout the season. I agree. You continue on with Watson, 36, Tony, 29. Watson, okay, whatever. But that's also <clears> part <throat> of the problem that, I mean, the, the, fact that we are, yeah. the fact that we are here and Justin Watson is your number two wide receiver. Yeah. She tells me everything. Like, me, so we keep talking about, hey, this wide receiver room is going to figure things out. How are you figuring it out if right. Justin Watson is your number two and Kadarius Tony is your number three? Well, I think Kadarius's night got overshadowed by that like final sequence. I think he was a lot better on the night, you know, maybe than the options that the Chiefs had. I know he had that drop down the sideline as well. I'm not forgetting about that, but I just I would like to see continued increasing snaps for for Tony more in Valdez Scantling at 22 piece. I know more at 23. I I James went up from four to 11. I would like to still see an increase in James and. And this is par par for the course of our conversation. It, you know, I I think it's time for more and Valdez Scantling to be on that like bottom tier of the snaps and see what you have in Rice, Watson, Tony, and James. I know that that people would push back on Watson, but the Chiefs really like that he very clearly knows every single position. There's never a worry about uh, him running the wrong route, which we've seen a couple times this year. So that's why he's in the mix. Um, ideally, though, from like the eye test, as they say. You'd want it to be Rice, Tony, James, uh, and I know the Ross birds will come out as the weeks go on here because he's back in the mix. He was at practice today. But Ross, Tony, James feels like those guys should be getting the bulk of the snaps at receiver. I'll get you out of here with this. Fourth quarter, eight minutes to go. Is this game close? Because to me, that's the question. Everybody in Kansas City is picking the Chiefs. Is this game closed fourth quarter, eight minutes to go? I, I, I think to feel better about the the Chiefs' outlook, this has to be a, a dominating performance. So uh, 
in good faith, and and I'm feeling especially jolly right now after belting out. No, hundred percent. I'm going to say it's not close in the fourth quarter. This is going to be a game they have in their control because they're clearly a better team. And uh, I'm not going to say it's going to make up for last week, but everyone's going to be feeling a little bit better uh, as we enter Christmas week, uh, right? I mean, how great would that be to actually have a, a a game with no mistakes where you beat a team by two scores who you're supposed to beat by two scores? We can ask you guys this question coming up on the other side, 913-586-7610. Fourth quarter, eight minutes to go. Is this game close? I imagine everybody is picking the Chiefs to win. The Patriots are one of the three worst teams in the NFL, and the Chiefs are making the postseason. Asking you if you think they're going to win, of course you're picking them to win. Is this game close? Are you uncomfortable in the fourth quarter on the road against one of the worst teams in the league? Usually this is the game in which there'd be no worry. Everybody would be feeling good. We wouldn't even be talking about the New England Patriots. But when you've lost four of your last six and you're going on the road and the Patriots showed a little bit of life, I think you got to talk about this game a little bit differently normally than you would a bad football team. That's our guy Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride. He's going to join us at 5 o'clock for the hits. We'll take your phone calls on the other side. We'll read your text. And there is one way that the Chiefs are at a disadvantage. I'll explain. Keep it right here, Drive. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.